welcome to Monday Morning Coffee with Inside the Firm. Each week, our hosts will be interviewing local, regional, and national business leaders to give you an inside peek into how they lead their business to success in the ever-competitive business climate. Welcome to Monday Morning Coffee with Inside the Firm. Today, I have a very special guest, Eric Twiggs. He is a founding partner and president of the What Now Movement. His mission is to build high-performing entrepreneurs, authors, and career professionals who are prepared for life's unexpected curveballs. He is the author of The Discipline of Now, 12 Practical Principles to Overcome Procrastination. The, dis- the, the, excuse me, the Discipline of Now has been recognized as a global top 10 finalist for the 2020 Author Elite Awards in the category of Best Self-Help Book. This recognition was based on the combination of the following criteria, cover design, content, popularity, and social contribution. Eric is also the host of the weekly podcast, The 30-Minute Hour Podcast. Eric, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you for having me. It's an honor to be on. Yeah, we're, we're honored to have you on. Um, before we get into exactly what you do, I'm, I'm first of all, I'm very interested in the procrastination stuff. Uh, some of my former colleagues, procrastinators, I'm still guilty of it. I think probably everybody is. But I always ask every guest, how did you get here? Are you from a family of an entrepreneurs? Are you the first? You know, what, what kind of builds that spirit in you? Well, as far as the spirit, like I, I've always had people around me who are entrepreneurial, right? So I had like my dad. My dad worked in the federal government, but he just had this work ethic that was just, you know, very consistent. I always saw him getting up literally, leaving, coming back late. Uh, And he always had little side things like with real estate. I mean, he would, you know, back, he he would, uh, he had like a, a duplex place that he lived in and he got these tenants and then was using the money they were paying to pay for the mortgage. So basically he was staying there mortgage free. I mean, he was just thinking of those types of things. And so I, I was always around people who were entrepreneurial. And I think that just kind of rubbed off on me. Yeah, that's great. That's great. Um, well, tell us all, let's move into quickly, you know, tell us all about what is the what now movement. So that's a movement that uh, myself Ted Fells, who's my co-host on the 30-Minute Hour podcast, and Dr. Sharon H. Porter, one of my other business partners, we started because, so we we wanted to work together. This was right before the pandemic. We, we said we wanted to work together. We were going to, we had these big plans, but then all of a sudden the pandemic happened. Mm. And we said, okay, we still want to work together. So we asked ourselves, what now? But then we started noticing that people in our circles would say, hey, I've got this idea for a venture but I'm going to wait until things get back to normal. And we said, that's the last thing you need to do, which you need to be asking yourself is what now? So then we decided to call it the what now movement. So our mission is to help people to pivot instead of just stopping when they face a challenge, right? They need to be asking themselves what now they need to be pivoting. What can you do What's the smallest step you can take in the right direction? Beautiful. I love that. Yeah. I mean, you can't wait, right? Life is so short. It's like every moment, you know, you should either be kind of present in it or move doing something, I think. Um, tell me, tell me all about, you know, what inspired you to write the discipline of now? Well, so procrastination is something that's just kind of been with me for a while as far as trying to overcome it. And, you know, I, when I was working, 
with, with corporate America, I would have like at 17 locations, I was responsible for as a district manager. And I would have these managers. And I noticed you would have a manager that got good results and you'd have one that got great results. And most of the time, the level of know-how was about the same. They knew a lot of the same things, but I noticed that the, the difference from good to great was that ability to do the thing that they needed to do, whether they felt like it or not, right? They just had this discipline of now. And so I wrote the book because I was frustrated because I, I was looking for resources to help, for, to help myself with procrastination and help people become more productive. And it was a lot of the same cookie cutter stuff. Right. It was, oh, yeah, you got to wake up early and don't check your email before the same time and uh, just a lot of the same stuff. And I wanted to put something in people's hands that was useful, that you can implement. Even, like, for example, even if you are a night owl, you can find strategies in the book to help you. You know, whatever your personality type is, whatever your tendencies are, the discipline of now has been designed to help you. So that's kind of the background on why I wrote the book and what I was thinking there. Yeah. How is your book, uh, would you say different than others that are out there on the topic of procrastination? I actually, I didn't even look for any others, but I have to imagine there are plenty of others. So I would love to, you know, what, what makes separates yours from the crowd? Well, a couple of things. Number one, I've got customized solutions. Again, it's not just the kind of one size fits all answers. That's number one. And then number two, I've got the procrastination prevention pyramid. It's a framework that I created just based off of my over 28,000 plus coaching sessions to help people to overcome procrastination. It's outlined in the book and there's five levels on the, on the pyramid. And once people go up the levels, you find that you've overcome procrastination. Got it. Got it. I love that. Um, who would you say the book is for? I mean, I would assume everybody. I mean, that's kind of one of the things I felt like I sort of admitted was, look, I'm, I'm a very highly productive person. Uh, I even resonate with this idea of the discipline of now without even reading the book. So I'm even, I'm guilty of procrastination. Would you say the book is for everybody or is it for certain people? I think everybody can benefit from it, but I would just, the target audience is that entrepreneurial person who's looking to go from good to great. That's kind of the person that's, kind of the target, but everybody can benefit from it. I mean, I've had people just from all walks of life tell me that they, like, like for whatever reason, college students tend to gravitate to the message and, you know, because they, they find they struggle with procrastination. But I think everybody can benefit from, benefit from it, but it's, it's designed for that entrepreneurial person that's really looking to go from good to great. Nice, nice. Uh, can you give us any maybe just examples of people that have reached out to you, you know, after they've read the book like that, you know, the people that have taken themselves from, from good to great? Yeah, I mean, several examples. I know um, there's this one young lady who has been procrastinating on starting her business. And I happened to see her at one of my events. And she said she applied the principles that I taught. And now She's got her own custom jewelry design business, and she'd always been thinking about it, but then read the book. And it, it was when you had, I was having one of those days. You ever, you ever had one of those days where it's just like, oh, is anybody listening? Am I, am I just getting crickets? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and when she reached out to me, 
uh, you know, it said that. I mean, that just really, yeah, it, it was very helpful. So yes, I mean, and I think the big takeaway is that you just never know how your work is impacting people. Even like having a podcast, right? Yep. You just never know. Even if you have one download, you that one person, their life could be changed by the content of the message. So I think the takeaway is don't stop. You know, don't procrastinate on doing that thing that you're that you feel called to do. Yeah, it's, yeah, we're, yeah. That calling exactly. You know, um, I, I'm with you. There's there's been multiple times. So you know, our podcast has been here for uh, six years now. This is our sixth year. We just crossed five hundred thousand downloads. And even though we're, you know, a fairly successful small podcast, I certainly have those down days. And then I'll, then all of a sudden I'll get that one message on LinkedIn or Twitter or that email and somebody will reach out and then you're like, oh, see, that was all worth it. Even if it was just the one person, it's weird like that, I think. So it's not really this being popular. It's just, you want an impact. If you're people like us, Eric, it's just it's like, am I making an impact, a positive impact in the world? Um what, what would you say is the number one reason why people need to tackle their procrastination? Because it, it's a silent killer, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of times there, there isn't an immediate negative consequence. So you think you're getting away with it, right? So people always say to me, oh, Eric, you don't understand. I, I work better under pressure. Yeah, I, I'm the last man. I'm like Tom Brady. I, I, I come through in the clutch, <laughs> You know, but but it's really it's it's justification for procrastination, and a lot of times that there's consequences that you don't see, right? Just because, see, it would be good if like you, let's say you were putting off uh, writing a blog post, and all of a sudden the procrastination police came in and broke your door down. And said, hey, you're under arrest for procrastination, but but it doesn't work that way, right? You you get you get away with it, you know. You you wait till the last minute, you do your presentation. Everybody tells you you did a good job. So now you're telling yourself I work better under pressure. But whatever creative project you did, it would have been a lot better if you had started when you should have. And, and you had taken the small steps along the way. So the re- I mean, the, the reason people need to really address this is because there is a cost. Just because you don't see the immediate consequence, there is a cost that you're paying and it can keep you from accomplishing your goals. Yeah, and time... It's strange because, you know, I, I, like, I wonder if the, the college students are resonating more with your book because their time frame is different. And this is something I've noticed. So I'm going to be 40 in about three weeks here. And one thing I've noticed is like the older I get, then you can, t- abs- I mean, first of all, I finally felt like there was a mortality coming at some point in the last couple of years. I was like, oh, crap, I'm actually half, like my life is over half over now. Just if you did the pure statistics of like the average male lives like 72 years or something in the United States. So I wonder if like the, you know, younger people are more prone to procrastinating, if you could comment about that, like, because, you know, they're, they're, they're only maybe 20% through their life, 18 years old or something like that, 25%. And then, but as you get older, you start to realize like, well, time is more precious to me. I'm not, I, I really can't waste it. And if I just start now, I'm going to maybe give myself a little cushion before that deadline. You know, what are your thoughts about sort of this, this, what I'm getting at about that time frame preference? I, I think that's a part of it. I think you feel like when you're younger, you've got plenty of time, right? Time is on your side. You know, you can just kind of live easy and uh, do your thing. But no, when you, when you get older, 
you know, you, you realize you don't have as much time as you think to, to leave the legacy that you want to leave. Uh, and, and the other thing is, I think, especially with the younger people, there's just so many distractions, right? So it's easy to procrastinate because there's so many, I mean, with, I mean, I can only imagine how I would be if we had all the social media and the phones and all the, everything you want is really at your fingertips. And so now, you know, instead of somebody calling you on the payphone to tell you about the party, they can basically just instant message you <laughs> and, and there you go. So there's a lot. So I think that the, that's the other piece of it. There's more distractions, more things pulling at them and they, they find themselves kind of struggling with. Uh, and the, the other thing too, there's an abundance of choice, mm. right? Uh, as far as, okay, what do you want to do? There's, there's all kinds of options. Do I want to be an internet sensation? Do I want to do this? Do I want to do that? Do I want to be a lawyer like mom and dad? Do I want, so they, they talk, it's a more of a challenge for them to really get clear on what their North Star is. Just some of the things I've observed just from working with some of the college students. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Which, which then that's right. That's more or less what I was trying to get at is just pull a little bit more out of you. And I would agree. I mean, I'm with you. Like, I'm glad that I made it through most of college a matter of fact, all of college, like I didn't even have Facebook until I was actually like 25 and like out of college and everything. Um, I'm thankful for that. <laughs> I can't imagine. And you know, now, now, like my generation who is a millennial, like a millennial and Gen X, we're sort of on the cusp of looking at our kids, which are, you know, Gen Z of are we supposed to give advice on social media and on like all of these options and sort of reduce it? It's a strange area to be in. Um, we have a lot of listeners on this show that are entrepreneurs. Obviously you probably guessed that Eric, I would love if you could give them some tips on what they could do today to begin combating pro procrastination. The most basic thing you can do is get in the habit of making appointments with yourself. That that's, it's a basic thing, but that's, I talk to entrepreneurs all the time, people like coach, they'll, they tell me that that's the one thing that keeps them from procrastinating. So for example, instead of saying, I'm going to write the blog post this week. Yeah. I'm going to do a blog post this week, you know, say, okay, I'm going to do the blog post on Tuesday at one o'clock at my office. So you need the date, the time and the place that this is important. And the studies show that when you include the place in your appointment with yourself, you're 40% more likely to follow through. So, so that's a key thing. You know, you can use Google Calendar and just have it remind you. Because what, what used to happen with me is I would say, I'm going to do this this week. And then before you know it, it's five o'clock on Friday and I haven't done anything. So, but when I started really getting into the habit of making an appointment with myself, and you literally have to treat that like it's a VIP. So think about if it's Oprah Winfrey, you're scheduled to meet Oprah Winfrey on Wednesday at one o'clock. You're not, you're just gonna, you're not gonna stand Oprah up, right? It's Oprah Winfrey. But I would argue that you're more important than Oprah because you're with yourself every day. Oprah would just be there that one time. So, I mean, that, that's the most basic thing I would say, make, make an appointment with yourself. Yeah, I love that. I like the way you phrase it better than the way I did it because, and I haven't done it on the show. I'm just saying what people ask me all the time, how long are you so productive? I say, well, one of the first things I do is I schedule everything. And uh, maybe that's, but you, the way your language I think is better 
the way you phrase it is like you make an appointment with make an appointment with yourself and then when you elaborated on you're more important uh than anybody i mean in technically you are you only have yourself right mm-hmm. uh I, I really like that so i hope i hope everybody listening will will, will take advantage of that um is procrastination something you suffer from still, you know, um, do you still find yourself finding new methods, Eric, about how to try to tackle that? If so. Oh, sure. I mean, it, it's a constant challenge. Like for myself, I noticed that when I'm at a low energy cycle, my energy's low, I am prone to procrastination. Like, it's like, I can hear myself talk. Like, for example, I try to go to the gym every morning. And I remember this one particular morning, I just, I was saying to myself, oh, you know what? I can just sleep in. Uh, yeah, I just, I'll go tomorrow. I'll just take the extra rest. And I'm like, wait a minute. Whoa. And I went, I went anyway. And I felt great. I'm so glad I didn't succumb to procrastination. I didn't put it off. But it's one for me, I really have to track like my sleep and make sure I'm getting the right sleep and make sure I'm in a good energy state. Because that's really that's when I'm most susceptible to procrastination. Yeah, yeah, I hear you, um, Eric. This has been great so far. There's we're kind of we're I'm running up on my last questions here, and, and the second to the last one, I, I ask everybody this question: um, Knowing what you know now, and if you could go back in time to when you first started your business and or your book about procrastination, what is one piece of advice you'd give your former self? I would say, Eric, stay consistent at building your email list. <laughs> yeah, that that's that's the piece of advice that I think I procrastinated on that that whole thing. And yeah, I just realized now how critical because you think about it, right? If you're an entrepreneur and you're trying to market your business, mm-hmm. you think, oh, well, you know, I've got these this social media following. Oh, yeah, I just I'll put it out there on Facebook and but they're always changing the algorithms. Right. So only it could be only 3% of your audience is seeing your social media message. Whereas the conversion rate on emails is much higher than that. So, so that if I could go back um, earlier to earlier times, I would definitely really be consistent about building the email list, communicating uh, with my email people just on a consent. I mean, I, I think I'm, I'm getting back to that now, but yeah, I, I think I was guilty of procrastinating when it came to that. Yeah. Yeah. Good advice. Eric, this has been fantastic. Last question of the day is uh, where can people find and follow you and your books if they want to hear more? So they can go to my website. Uh, it's Eric, E-R-I-C-M, twigs, T-W-I-G-G-S dot com. You can go there and pick up a copy of my book, The Discipline of Now, 12 Practical Principles to Overcome Procrastination. And that's just really like kind of the central hub. You can see where you can link on to the 30 minute hour podcast and see all the other stuff I've got going on, but that's where they would go. EricMTwigs.com. Check it out, everybody. Eric, thanks so much for your time today and for being on the show. Um, We'll talk to you soon. Thank you for having me.